Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Now it in the pocket, throws it up over the top. Well, I got to tell you, I didn't see that coming. And I don't know how many people did. Bobby Petrino coming back to Arkansas. I don't know if hell actually froze over yesterday. But uh, if someone were to, you know, try to convince me of that, they probably wouldn't have a very difficult time. Long story short, I don't think any of us imagined this would happen. But here we are. Uh, Bobby Petrino is going to be the new offensive coordinator for the Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, let that sink in for a minute as we begin today on the Gimme the Hawks Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I must say, I don't know if I have seen the mood of a fan base turn on a dime the way it has over the last 24 hours in our state. I don't know, and I made this comment on the Morning Rush Monday, I don't know that I have heard our fan base as disillusioned and beyond hope as they were over the 24 to 48 hours in the immediate aftermath of the Missouri game. I don't know if I have heard people as hopeless as they were after that game. And then fast forward to where we are today And I don't know that our fan base has felt more hopeful than they do right now. Now, we'll find out if all all that hope is warranted as we move along. But without question, over the last 24 hours, we have hearkened back to a time a little over a decade ago when things were really good on the Razorback football front. We're going to talk to DJ Williams coming up in just a few minutes. Let me say that. Former Razorback, media personality in Little Rock now, and a very good one. And uh, tied in for Bobby Petrino. We're going to get his thoughts on all of this coming up in just a few moments. Um, you know, when the news began to trickle out yesterday, um, I think there was probably some disbelief on the part of a lot of folks. I got to admit, I, this crossed my mind just for a second last week. You know, when I thought to myself, well, you know, I wonder where Petrino's going to land now that uh, Jimbo Fisher's not there. Uh, because I thought it was unusual at the time for Fisher to hire him in the first place. You know, you're bringing in a – a former head coach with a strong personality. Uh, now, I I changed on that as the season wore on, and I'll get back to that a little bit later in the podcast. But long story short, um, I did think about it just for a fleeting moment last week. And then it's one of those thoughts that pop into your head and you kind of shake your head, and it's like, ah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And even yesterday, when I first heard 
that this might be a possibility, my first thought was, I mean, you got to be kidding me. There's just no way. Uh, but then obviously, um, and honestly, I, I uh, you know, as I tried to figure out whether or not I believed it or not initially, I looked at the people that were reporting it nationally and, and then locally, and they were reputable guys. And um, so, you know, you kind of figured there was something to it. And as obviously we've seen, there was something to it. Uh, this is an interesting, interesting time in the college football world. And I do want to say this before we begin our conversation with DJ. Uh, Sam Pittman's the head coach of the Razorbacks. Bobby Petrino's not coming back as the head coach. He's coming back as the offensive coordinator. I've always believed, just as an aside, it was watching video, breaking down defense, and then coaching the offense on the field that he loved the most. And he's free to do all of that now, and he doesn't have to do the things that I always thought he hated the most. That was deal with the media and all the stuff that comes with being a head coach. He doesn't have to deal with any of that stuff right now. He just gets to do what he enjoys the most. But it required a great deal of humility on the part of Sam Pittman. I know people are going to say, well, was this his idea? Was it not his idea? It was his idea. Um, I think if the truth were told, um, you know, when he started running it up the flagpole, one of the initial reactions was, what? Um, But something like that does require an enormous amount of humility to hire a guy who used to do what you're doing now, a guy who did it uh, in, in terms of record certainly very well. And the reality is a lot of the fan base thinks that, you know, he did it better than anybody else. And there for a period, you could certainly make that case. That's for sure. So it required a lot on the part of Sam Pittman, and I think he's to be commended for that, and I don't think it should be lost in this equation. All right, before we go to DJ, let me talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is the name you need to remember. I can tell you about my experience, and it was good as a buyer and a seller multiple times, but what matters is your experience. And everybody comes at this from a different spot. Some people are first-time home buyers. Some people are first-time home sellers. Some people have to sell in a hurry. Other people have the luxury of waiting. Some people who are buying a home for the second or third time got to do it today. The thing that I can tell you about partnering with an agent from Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, whatever your situation is, they've got somebody ready to handle it. And you're going to deal with a trained real estate professional, someone really that's the best trained in the business. There's nobody out there that's got a better training program than Weikert. We've talked about that, and we'll talk about it some more. You've got people that understand the market, that understand what it means when we hear things about interest rates and things that might affect the price of a home or the status of a buyer. We hear about those things. They understand it. They break it down and they explain it to you in a way that helps you understand and helps you be a better buyer or seller. Uh, That's a big part of getting you from contract to close, and that's what they do better than anybody else at Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, and you can always log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Give me the hogs, Chuck! Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and 
and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. There's DJ. Williams inside the 15. Got a great block, and he might take it to the corner. Touchdown. Well, we are pleased today to welcome Razorback great DJ Williams onto the podcast. I know that his phone probably has blown up over the last 24, 48 hours. And DJ, first welcome. And I just have to ask you, when all this began to trickle out and we began to realize there was something to it, um, what was going through your mind? Oof. One, that I can't believe it, it, it's happening. I think a lot of people have always said, it'd be nice to have Bobby back. It'd be nice to have Bobby back. But I don't think anyone in our profession or you know around the game, as far as Raceback football program is involved, I don't think anyone said, oh, he's for sure coming back. So I think it was a big shock. But, you know, when things started to unfold and we're looking for an offensive coordinator and uh, what was happening at Texas A&M and them firing Jimbo Fisher, even then I was thinking, man, Bobby may need a job. It'd be nice to have him here, but I just don't see it happening. And, uh, man, it's pretty amazing that we're sitting here having this conversation today. I will say it's something I'm excited about, but at the same time, I know a lot of fans, they're on the fence uh, about if they think it's a good idea, a bad idea. I think everyone, Chuck, does believe that um, he's a great coach, no doubt about it, and he would help immediately. There's just a, a mixed reaction from the fan base. I'm sure you've seen it, too, of the um, the ethics part of it, the morality part of it. and uh, so. But I'm here to say right now, I am here for it. I believe in grace. I believe in forgiveness, and I think we in the media, you'll see it, are going to see a completely different Bobby Petrino than what he was here uh, back when he was the head coach. And when he was in Missouri State um, playing here last year, I talked to him on the field, and even then I was just like, man, something is different about Coach Petrino. He's still that hard-nosed guy, but you can tell something is different. And I think what happened to him here on his exit really changed him for the better. You know, you you, you talked about um, you know, what he brings to the table to an extent from an offensive standpoint, many have. I wonder about, you've watched over the years the relationship between an offensive coordinator and a head coach and all the dynamic that, that comes into play there. Just from a football perspective, what's your thought on how this might work? Uh, I think uh, Sam Pittman just needs to let him coach. Um Great example of uh, coaches who have done that. Bill Belichick, when I was in New England, and uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Daniels was the off- McDaniel's was the offensive coordinator, and uh, Bill Belichick just let him do his thing. Um, he knew the philosophy what Bill liked. He understood if we're going to go for it on fourth or not. But beyond that, Bill did such a good job of being a team manager, paying attention to situational football in letting his coordinators do their thing. And Bill is more of a defensive-minded guy, so he took more into that side of the uh, coaching job. But as far as Sam Pittman and Bobby Petrino are concerned, you know, 
I think this is a win-win for everybody. Um, it allows you know Sam to focus on a lot of the other things that sometimes overwhelm a head coach's plate when you have a guy like Petrino who is going to have that thing buttoned up from top to bottom. And so, obviously, a lot of people think, oh, they better get ready for Petrino coming back. He's going to want to do this and do that and do this. Well, there is a pecking order, and he understands that this is Sam Pittman's football team, and I just don't see that happening if that – is not understood going into it. And so as far as how it happened, whose decision it was to bring him back, I'm not sure if we know those details. You may know more than most and probably can't say, but he's here. And I think a new humble, but still that same hard-nosed Petrino, he'll make it work. I know you talk to a lot of Razorback fans, a lot of Arkansans. I do too. Um, I don't know that I have seen our fan base as disillusioned as they were Saturday and Sunday, and and frankly, until, you know, the early afternoon yesterday. What kind of about face have you heard from people? Just, and I mean, we're not even 24 hours removed as we record this. What what kind of reaction have you heard from people? I mean, mean, the the prodigal son has returned. Get ready, y'all. Football is back. And then I hear the mixed reaction of, you know, just kind of like this guy lied to us. He took advantage of the program. He's bouncing around place to place. You know, how can we even trust him to be back? And a lot of people still upset for the way he left the program when all that stuff unfolded. So I I think it's uh, more of an excitement than it is as far as people disappointed. Uh, but I, but like I said, I think he is at a position, and he knows this, is he has to earn back the trust of this fan base, and he knows it. We all remember that sound bite of him at the touchdown club on stage with David Basil. And I've been around Petrino enough to know when he's lying and not lying and when he's BSing or being honest. Uh, I've never seen that side of him, and that was the first time I saw, like, this guy has really been changed by this for the better. seemed genuine. He seemed to have – he was full of remorse, and what he said was, I think, spot on and exactly what the fan base needed to hear. And There's something about people making mistakes and making excuses for it and people making mistakes and owning it, and he owned it. And so I think that'll help with some of the fan base. But for the excited ones, I'm telling you right now, what this guy can do on offense, oh, I, I'm very excited. And as soon as all this kind of calms down, Chuck, I think we kind of get back into the bigger issues at hand, and it's going to be – that roster, talent on offensive line, trying to keep players. I mean, people completely forgot to talk about one of our best defensive players and Chris Paul, who decided to enter the transfer portal. I mean, we still got a lot to work on as a football program. But, yeah, that was a nice addition that happened yesterday. You know, you, uh, you kind of talk about it right there, and, and, and I wanted to ask you that. I mean, you and I both know one guy can't wave a magic wand and, um, yep. you know, have this, uh, have this be okay. He's very good at coaching talent. And, I mean, don't sell your, you know, yourself short. I mean, you were a big part of that. Um, it, it, it seems to me as though that what happens in the portal, what they bring in is going to go a long way toward determining, you know, what exactly he's going to battle with next year. Um, I, I agree. And this is I've, – I've actually had some parents to players on the team reach out to me and uh it just makes me think one or two things they're just curious or 
they're trying to get a feel if they want to keep their son at that school or not, because the conversations are happening. And um, the thing I kind of tell them is when he first came to Arkansas, um, his approach, uh, Chuck, if the portal was a thing back then, a lot of those players would have left. No doubt about it, because it's come night and day from a Houston nut to a Bobby Petrino. And I said, he will get the best out of you and literally break players down and build them back stronger than they ever were. But it's a process, and you have to be able to stick it out to do that without having this threat of this guy leaving if you hurt their feelings. So the, you know, it, so the thing is, what's going to be different is he's not the head coach. And so a lot of the things that he were able to implement and that hard nose just get with it or get out of their mentality, I think will be dialed back a lot as far as enticing more players to stay here because they're not going to deal with it to the amount that we did. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, DJ, it worked for y'all back in 2008 to 2011. Just repeat it. I think the landscape of college football has changed. I think the portal has not allowed for very tough coaching um, because it has given people an option to move on when their feelings get hurt. And then you have NIL, which has changed everything as well. So I think we are in a situation with Petrino, obviously great coach, but he needs horses. And they don't have to be five stars. He'll be able to get the best out of a three-star and a four-star. We just need those guys. So a combination of keeping Sam Pittman as your head coach, because he is that player's coach. He is someone who players love to play for. I think that's a great help when it comes to recruiting and getting guys to play under a Bobby Petrino offense. Plus, you know, what they announced with the new edge and getting more in-depth and taking NIL more serious to make sure that they're going to give Petrino as many offenses weapons as that NIL will provide. So I, I, I like the way it's all set up. I think it's a uh, if it works, I think it could work for a very long time if it's done right. DJ, I always look, uh, like talking to you. I always enjoy getting your perspective. Thanks for your time, man. No, thank you, Chuck. Have a good one. You know, each and every day we're brought to you in part by Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. And I know it's going to be active. It's been active this week. We've had the SEC ACC Challenge. In fact, we're going to talk about that in just a second. There were games last night. The Razorbacks play tonight. Others play tonight. There's the NBA. You've got championship football games coming up on Saturday. The National Football League as well. It's always hopping on the Bet Saracen app. And when you download it, and if you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. And when you do, what you're going to find out very quickly is why it is Vegas, Arkansas style and why it's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. If you're going to be the most informed and if you're going to have the most fun, you need the Bet Saracen app. If you've not downloaded it, do it today. They've got a how to play video. They'll get you ready to roll with the Bet Saracen app. I think most everyone who's old enough to remember remembers exactly where they were. That night, the Razorbacks beat Duke to win the national championship in 1994. Uh, 30, this is the 30th season, I guess, that's passed since then. By the time we get to the Final Four, it will be 30 years exactly. But um, what a great moment that was. And, you know, when you think about Arkansas and Duke, they've only played four times. But they've all been marquee matchups. 
You know, three of them were in the NCAA tournament, and the other one was in the preseason NIT at Madison Square Garden, which for a time there was really one of only, I guess, two or three of these now very common holiday tournaments, preseason-type tournaments. Back then, you had the preseason NIT in New York. You had the Maui Invitational. And I don't remember a whole lot of others. Now there's, I mean, there's something named for everything now. There, people travel all over the place uh, to play in these November tournaments. But back then, it was a little bit different. But all the games that Arkansas has played with Duke have been meaningful. Now, a little bit of the luster knocked off this one, I guess would be fair to say. Arkansas goes 1-2 and two in the Bahamas. They're not ranked. They're 4-3. and three. Duke's not perfect. But they are ranked seventh in the country. They're loaded. This is Muss on the Blue Devils. I mean, obviously, Duke is one of the best teams in the country. You know, you look at this team, and their center is a lottery pick. Proctor, one of their guard slash wings, is is a lottery pick. So we're playing against two lottery picks. Number one, Foster, is a early, mid-20 type pick based on mock drafts. So we're playing against three draft picks. It'll all happen probably before 20. So we're playing against a really good basketball team with some guys that made a decision to come back and play college basketball after they they, they got some guys on their team that would have been first round picks last year. I almost feel like we should apologize for not making a bigger deal about the basketball game than than we have over the last 24, 48 hours. I mean, this is Duke coming into Bud Walton Arena. You know, we were talking about the previous matchups. Those have all been on neutral floors. They're coming to our house. And, um, you know, we spent the day talking about Bobby Petrino, and that's just kind of how it works. And um, sometimes things pop up in situations that you just don't expect them to. And that's kind of what's happened over the last day or so. But there is going to be a really big basketball game tonight. I don't know what time it's actually going to tip off. It's scheduled to tip at 8.15. I was told yesterday that it's really 8.20. And there's the possibility of a five-minute slide based on how long the game that is played before lasts which I think is North Carolina and Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. So whichever game is on before the Razorbacks and Duke, you got to pull for a quick game, and we can't have overtime. Otherwise, you're going to have to bounce around from the app to the news channel to you to two and back to the mothership. And, I mean, you don't want to get into that situation. So it is going to start a little bit later. Get a nap in today. It's probably going to be 1045 by the time this thing's done tonight. But it's going to be fun. People are making their way to Bud Walton Arena as we speak and um, should be a packed house at a big time tonight. All right, that's going to do it for today. We've covered a lot of ground. We'll wrap up the week on Friday. I have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. Because on Monday, if you'd said to me, Bobby Petrino is going to be the offensive coordinator by the time you record the Wednesday edition of the podcast, I'd have said you're crazy. So I know something will happen interesting between now and Friday. We'll be watching for it. We'll be here then. Until then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. 
don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.